Hey, I'm Dean Blandino, and as a newly minted Detroit Lions fan, I always listen to Chris and Case on the Detroit Lions podcast. Lions with it, second and goal from the eight, down six, but on the move. Chris, working from the gun, looks out to the right, now checks out that Viking defense. Takes the snap, back to pass, looks right, got Case in the end zone, touchdown Detroit Lions! That's it, packs the bag, starts the plane, this game is over! How big is that? And now it's time to start the Detroit Lions podcast. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, the guys people are talking about when they discuss monkeys and footballs. Chris and Case. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast. This is episode 175. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing and still sick host, Chris. But with me is my good friend and co-host, the Case Master. How you doing, brother? I've got bad news, Chris. The team is putting me on IR. What? What? Oh, no. All right. We'll find out more about that shortly, I'm sure. In today's show, we're going to talk about this week in unnecessary censorship. We're going to talk about old men thinking and thieving. We're going to talk about having the finest lines since the summertime. We're going to be heading to Miami, bitch, and a whole lot more. we got a great show lined up. Case, you ready to go, my man? I was trying to return a punt, and uh, I came down with a case of IBS. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right, first, a couple of quick announcements. First, check us out and help us out on Patreon. Special thanks to Dylan from Guam. Yes. And, of course, our very first donor, Mathis and Brian B. from I Prevail, IPrevailBand.com. Don't forget about those guys. New album coming out, and you're sure to hear about it here as soon as it comes out. Don't worry about it. But join the crew, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Little as a dollar a week gets you involved. We've got a great Slack channel that everyone's taking part in. You've been doing that, right, Case? You've been, uh, I haven't been as active oh, yeah. this last week. Oh, yeah. I've been crazy. I, I jump in there anytime I have something that I want to talk, Lions. Um, if I've watched or even divisional stuff, I, I pop in there with you know, my thoughts and feelings. And, uh, it's, sometimes we get some good conversation going there. So yeah, yeah, it's a good place to go. And uh, all the other stuff that we have available. So check that out. It is a, it's a real sweetheart deal there. All right. Also, don't forget to give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit lions podcast, facebook.com slash the Detroit lions podcast, and check us out on Twitter. At DET Lions Podcast. DET Lions Podcast. Give us a subscription because it's the very best place to see Case. Getting healthy on the bye week. Oh, nice. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. We uh, had our, our half episode there, the post game show from the Green Bay thing. That one was a little bit messed up, but that's there if you would like to listen to it. And we're doing some other stuff on YouTube as well. Make sure to subscribe, hit the button so you know when we go live because we do our live post game show there for the rest of the year. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you find us. And don't forget, we're also now on Spotify. So if you're a Spotifyer, Spotify caster, Spotify Seaver, I don't know. If you're on Spotify, check it out. Detroit Lions Podcast, we're there. It's the same handy icon and everything else. Give us a call via Skype at Detroit Lions Podcast. Detroit Lions Podcast, it's all one word. Or you can call us in the Lions line at Stafford Blunt Carry On Lions. 
That's Stafford Blunt Carry On Lions. 929-33 Lions. 929-335-4667. Thanks for that uh, mashy smash. That was a good one. Leave us a message. You get a chance to hear yourself on the show. Tighten your chin straps, kids. It's time to review This Week in Reddit. All right, it's time to talk about all the fun and exciting things going down this week in Reddit. And, uh, well, we're going to start out by putting them on blast on the bye week. Giving us time off, letting everyone kind of breathe. Not a whole lot of calls this week, so uh, we're just going to let them kind of settle in there. But we do have one fun piece we'll start the show with. Um, inspired, there, Arthur Arthur Melchor on uh, Twitter came up with the original idea here. Uh, and it was kind of inspired out of uh, Jimmy Kimmel's This Week in Unnecessary Censorship. But it's a it's going to be a new drop in the show. It's from the last show when we uh, interviewed Dean Blandino. Check this out. You guys are going to love it. This guy needs a and I'm going to find him and just <laughs> give him a big fat <laughs> So there you go. You need one too. All right, so that's the that's how we started. That's putting them on the blast, and this week in unnecessary censorship. We'll uh, we might play with that a little more as we go forward. But uh, let's talk a little bit about football. It's a bye week. We're going to start with a broader piece before we get d- directly into the Lions. But uh, something kind of ticked me off, and I, and it's it's caused quite a ruckus in the subreddit, and it's this kind of disconnected thinking. Um, ESPN. <laughs> Yes, PMS. <laughs> we called them by mistake earlier, and I think that might stick. But uh, they rolled out the comeback meme for Aaron Rodgers, who has fewer comebacks than Matthew Stafford in 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 the longer career, and is uglier and inferior in every way than Matthew Stafford. They rolled out the Stafford comeback meme as for for Aaron Rodgers, and there's this big circle jerk going around around Aaron's three point comeback at the end of the game. I'm just I saw that, and and I get it. I get where everybody's at and why they're frustrated. And I was like, man, that's that's really just so. It's not even that they stole it or reappropriated it or anything. Like that. It's just stupid. It's it's like there's a bunch of old guys in suits that don't understand it. They're like, oh, there's a football player in a comeback. We should do that with Aaron Rodgers because he just did that. That that makes good sense, right, guys? And then they, it's 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 like the turkey hole, right? Well, I went off last year about the turkey hole case. You remember that? There's a bunch of guys sitting around a table. That guy's suits. a coach now. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but the guys that gave well, him the approval, full of, full of all kinds of gold, you know. Yeah, right now, so. yep, yep. The guys who gave him approval for that were sitting around in suits saying, "Oh yeah, that's edgy. Oh yeah, okay, Gruden, bring it, bring that. Let's talk about turkey holes because you know there's a double entendre there. We're gonna we're really gonna be funny and edgy and cool, and the kids." stop it stop it old men stop it suits stop taking things that are organic stop turning them into this stuff anytime i worked at a company this and this was back in the the early 2000s they came out and they said okay what we're going to do is we're going to make a viral video and it was the first time i'd heard a company say they were going to make a viral video and and i was just absolutely disgusted at that point and and everything just like that since then has me has me grossed out just just be organic if you're not good organically don't do it do something else that you're good at well i mean it, probably most of our listeners are familiar with the subreddit you know fellow kids um and that that, that was entirely what that was uh, uh and but at the same time i think we live in a in a era where that is going to be something we're dealing with Thieves. you know in every aspect Thievery. of our lives you know uh we've been seeing you know fast food restaurants on twitter all the time for the last couple of years here 
you know, trying to be funny and sometimes, sometimes actually being funny. Uh, I, I just think that's uh, like, that is a new norm. You know, uh, uh, these things tend to start with teenagers as much as I hate teenagers. I'm sorry if any of you are listening are teenagers. Um, I, <laughs> they I ruin am. everything. <laughs> but, um, but at the same time, uh, you know, that, that's, and then it moves up into people in our more, our, you know, demographic where we, you know, get why it's funny and then corporations uh, ruin it politicians and whatever you know they they ruin it and that's just like that that's the 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 pokemon go out and vote life death cycle of jokes in general meme or no meme i i i haven't seen a meme that i've thought was hilarious in a while now and i I just think that's like that that is something that you know as a culture uh we're going to see shifting pretty heavily as 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 they as you know bigger companies uh, are, are scrambling to catch up and scrambling to reach out to the youth market and and that how often is that actually successful you know i i, I heard uh after blandino heard what was going on with this he he reached out and said this guy needs a and I'm gonna find him and just give him a big fat. That's, see, go. that's 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 just classic. Like <laughs> whoever whoever got that mean, Dino's coming after you for putting Aaron Rodgers there, you idiot. All right, we're gonna move on. This you know we're still in this common sense kind of thing, but uh, closer to the Lions. It's a bye week. We're gonna start broad, like I said. And we're gonna filter more close to the Lions stuff. But um, this one was a use your common sense one. Uh, it was a post in the subreddit from Detroit Poker Donk. Um, Ebron here would be taking catches away from our three wide receivers and our current tight ends block better than Ebron did. He makes a great point here on the Ebron thing. And I, I'm, people have this kind of mystic fantasy about Ebron and they're trying to pin Ebron on the Lions. You can pin Ebron on Martin Mayhew for taking him 10th overall and fans who have 10th overall expectations for a guy who shouldn't have been 10th overall and Ebron, who is an immature punk. And, and all those three things came together and created a whirlwind where Ebron was never going to succeed here. He, he, no matter what happened, it was in his head. He's, he's, his immaturity and his inability to concentrate. The fans just took him out of his game. He was never going to do well. And and to have him here now to see what he's doing in, in in Indianapolis, you cannot point that to what's happening here. So just stop with the the Ebron thing. Just stop. Let him go. Walk <laughs> away. It's a it's a relationship that ended. Don't be that gross guy that's stalking her, <laughs> stalking your ex girlfriend on Facebook or hiding in the bushes at her house. Any of those things. Especially yeah. don't be that. Let guy. it go. Let, <laughs> it go. let it go. Let it go. Anybody who's you know got that 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 Frozen soundtrack, um, <laughs> but um. <clears throat> No, and, and I've been accused, you know, it's one of those situations where I've been accused of both being a Ebron, you know, sympathizer. I don't know. I don't know if that's the right word, um, but also an Ebron hater uh, by both ends of the spectrum here. Um, it, it, I'm, I'm glad that he's gone because it wasn't working here. Um, there are things that right now okay so there's there's a lot of different layers to this and i'll try to get through them through them as quickly as i can okay first of all we are missing a strong-bodied inside receiver i don't know that ebron really was that for us though like he he he, you know he famously um um, yelled at anquan bolden for taking his you know red zone snaps well that's because anquan bolden was much better at taking a two-yard reception and making a five-yard reception out of it to get a first down, you know, dragging defenders, that kind of thing. Like didn't um, fall when he was touched? 
Uh, and then uh, at the same time, Ebron was really good at converting third downs for us. He was really good at getting open. Um, he wasn't always good at, you know, obviously we know about his, his, uh, drop issues and and that those have maintained he isn't he isn't not dropping balls in indianapolis um but i think you know uh people look at yardage and total touchdowns and things like that and that's how they, they that's the you know the fantasy player um you see the highlights the, right? right exactly you see the, the fantasy aspect of things because you know a guy's putting up a lot of production they equate that to a, you know a, a performance uh but the truth of the matter is i mean Look at what the okay. First of all, Andrew Luck is on pace for 750 plus attempts, which would shatter the record of like I think it was 727 that Stafford set in 2012 um, by a huge margin. So um, you're telling me that Ebron's garbage time? Uh, uh, well, some of it, but I mean, they, they're mostly just playing from behind. But That's what uh, everyone said for Stafford, it's garbage time. <laughs> the last three, the last three years. Uh, during you know uh, Ebron's he- most heavily used time, Stafford didn't surpass 600 attempts in any of those seasons. If he had been on pace for what Andrew Luck was on, even with even with the other receivers we've had over that time, you'd probably look at Ebron's uh, you know statistically as having a much you know a higher production. He'd probably it would be. Um, you know, less of a fringe top five type guy in, in, in terms of his production and more of a like a legit top three tight end in terms of his production, just because, you know, you, you can't throw the ball that many times and not have, uh, you know, not have targets thrown to anybody who's capable. Uh, and, and it, while, you know, he was capable. Uh, he made plenty of big plays. He made plenty of non-important plays too. Uh, that adds up. Um, but that, and on top of that, and and I feel like most of our listeners are probably aware of this because it's been talked to death on on the on both the Lions subreddit and RNFL and and most media outlets who have actually taken a real look at the situation. He's the best target in Indianapolis right now, which is so sad uh, for Indianapolis. Um, they, they've had their they've had two wide receivers hurt, T.Y. Hilton and and the other guy whose name is escaping me at the moment. Um, and and so when a guy like Eric Ebron is your top target, he's just going to get fed. He's going to get fed, and he has the lowest catch catch percentage of his entire career, and he's sitting on about a, a one point two. Um, yards after catch, you know, rating, which is exactly, you know, what he was like here. He did, he doesn't produce after the catch. Um, and, and, and I will say, you know, it might be more difficult to catch, uh, produce after the catch when uh, you're the primary target on a team lacking in targets, but at the same time, it's still pretty pathetic. The 1.2 rating, because he's clearly, while he can get open, he can't get open enough to do anything with it. And he certainly doesn't make the most out of it when he does, you know, make a reception. Uh, so a, a pathetic uh, catch percentage, uh, bad yards after catch. Uh, he is getting just an ab- absurd number of targets right now. You're going to have production. It, it, does, it wouldn't matter if it was, you know, Levine Toy Lolo. 
uh, getting that kind of, you know, targets. He probably wouldn't have as many yards, but he, but we'd all be looking around like, uh, oh my God, this Levine Toy Lolo came out of nowhere. Who thought he could produce like this? Nobody. But that's because, you know, nobody expected Eric Ebron to get that number of targets in a year. Why didn't the Lions hang on to him? Yeah, no, and and the other part is, and the point that uh, Detroit Pokerdoc makes, which is a really good one, is he'd be taking catches away from those three guys, the Gall- and it would likely be Galladay who wasn't seeing the catches he's seeing because Ebron was on the field. Who's better for us, Galladay or Ebron? And uh, I think it's an obvious answer. And now you have blocking from your tight ends. Yeah, did you, you did you lose a pass threat? You sure did, but you got three really really solid threats out there. I miss Darren Fells more than I miss Eric Ebron. Yeah, same. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I don't I miss, disagree with I miss that Anquan at all. Bolden more than I miss Eric Ebron. Yep. They were both able to do that, you know, short yardage because that I feel like that is a missing piece of the puzzle on this team right now. Um, whereas the Eric Ebron thing, I do think that, you know, his production seldom came in the form of like the strong man, you know, carry a guy, like, like I said, you know, throw a two yard pass and carry a guy three yards to get a first down. That wasn't his game. And his drops and, were and always a crucial points. The, the, the yeah. failures were at very, very crucial points. So anyway, you know, we, we get to that kind of season. It's coming up to uh, Thanksgiving. You talk about things like Ebron's performance and you're screaming, burn the witch. We talked about it last week. Why not get that Jersey to burn from fanatics? Uh, head on over to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Click on that shop link. Any kind of Lions gear you're looking for, be it a toaster, be it an opponent's jersey to burn, or you're going to the game. I'm going to the Thanksgiving game. i got to get myself six tickets still if anyone's out there has got some. Anyway, um, yeah, looking for a good time. Um, get your Lions stuff. Go on over to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Click on that shop link and let it haul you over to Fanatics to get the official top quality real deal gear. Everything from picnic baskets to blankets to toilet bowl covers you name it anything lions you want and need you probably need it all is available again detroitlionspodcast.com click on that shop link and head on over to fanatics and get your gear it's a great way to help the show by doing something you were going to do anyway all right let's filter down a little more right into the lions right into the offensive line and this is from waxo makes a great post no offensive line is protecting their quarterback better than that of the detroit lions and I'll be darned. We addressed that in the draft, didn't we? Two years in a row, we did something about that. And and then I'll, I'll straight up call myself wrong because I, I said I wanted Ragnow as center. And boy, he seems to be working out pretty well. Pretty, pretty, pretty well at guard. This is this is boding well for this team, isn't it, Case? Yeah, um, I, I like a lot of the stuff they're doing. Um, whenever you, then this is a, I, I believe this is a PFF thing. No, that that the Lions' pass protection is top uh, scoring from PFF, um, which I always gives me a little bit of pause because there's often You're a lot a of PFF other things disciple, going on. Um, there's <laughs> there's often a lot of other stuff going on there uh, when when a PFF grade comes out like that. Um, things like uh, schemes that get the ball out of the quarterback's hands quickly, which I think they've been doing. Um, the the Lions are doing uh, have done a cup. Uh, they're so weird uh, because. <laughs> I didn't mean. I just showed you. I just drank some codeine. Go ahead, sir. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what I was looking at. Um, (laughs) But uh, the Lions have, you know, done, I think, a good job of, and this is one of those things, like I can't compliment Jim Bob Cooter without 
people coming out of the woodwork to tell me how terrible he is. But um, they've done a good job of minimizing the opportunity for bad situations to happen with the offensive line. They do get the ball out quickly. They do have, they have been running a conservative offense. Um, now I say that, and and while I say that, the Lions are also uh, near the top of the league in quote unquote big plays, is in plays that go for twenty yards or more. Um, but I think that's that's just a, a positive execution on thing on Stafford to Galladay that's helping that happen. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that's happening. That the team is doing more downfield passing than other teams. It just means that they've been successful when doing it. Uh, and I still think it's probably a wise decision it to stay somewhat conservative, but I also would appreciate seeing a more, I believe that we, you know, if we're, if we're going to, if we're going to test this offensive line and we're really going to say we have a really good pass blocking offensive line, then let's put them to the test and actually use the deep receivers for deep passes a little bit more than we have been. And obviously they tried that in against the 49ers and it wasn't uh, both against both the jets and 49ers. It wasn't really working for Stafford, but I think at this point in the season, now that things have hopefully, hopefully settled down a little bit, they can actually go back to that and see, you know, make sure that, uh, that he is back in his rhythm, which I mean, four games in a row at a hundred, uh, over a hundred passer rating. I, he's certainly gotten back into the, you know, consistent ways that he's shown the last couple of years, um, that, that I would like to see them push the ball downfield a little more frequently. Yeah, no, I can't disagree at all. But uh, that you know, there's there's the other outside bars the run game that's come out of that. Love it. And we picked up the running back. Um, remember, Quinn can't draft. That's that's the mantra from after the Jets game, and uh, stick with that because that's obviously the truth. All right, let's move on to um, this is a this is a I don't know this is a bittersweet story. Jamal Agnew, he's out on IR. Um, knee. It isn't a torn ACL, which is good news. Um, and if there's a playoff run, he could be back. It, it may, I worry about that. You know, it feels like we'd be pushing him to come back, and I, I don't want to hurt Jamal in, 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 for next year. You know what I mean? But, but first, we have to be in a playoff run. No, no, no. We'll <laughs> so talk about that there. later. Don't you worry about that. This is We are in a happy place there, so there's a chance for that. So I'm um, – this is from Mountain Lion, by the way. Um, it, that hurts. So, Okay. That's that's where we are with Agnew. We hope he get, he heals up and it's great and he's here for the playoffs and we, he takes us to the Super Bowl and those those wicked returns. That'd be awesome, right? Ideal place. In the meantime, you start thinking about like who's going to be running the the ball and Corpsicle XX came up with a good one. Brandon Powell, what a great guy. That guy had the speed. He's a guy that I, I feel really confident putting on the field to do some of these kick returns. And then the other question is, is Abdullah a possibility here as well? Uh, what can he bring at least in the punts, right? He could probably bring us more on the, on the punt return maybe than the kick return, but it, it gets him active on the roster and gives us another weapon in the in the backfield, right? Yeah, I mean, and Abdullah was active last week, so I would not be surprised if they maintain him being active. Um, as the season goes on, to, to try to, you know, at least use him some in that role. But uh, with a guy like Brandon Powell, I'd love to see him get a chance just because I don't think Abdullah is going to be here after this year. I think it's probably unlikely. Anyway, somebody's going to give him a, you know, a fresh start type contract somewhere. But if Powell um, plays, doesn't that start taking away from his ability to be on the practice squad? Based yeah, on how, how much time he's spending the thing. Yeah, but I, mean, I mean, trying to worry about that, trying to worry about whether or not a guy can, 
you know, be on the team for three years and then, you know, never actually make the team. No, no, no. It, I get I, that. I get that. I'm just thinking that simultaneously with Abdullah playing, you may raise his, his value and be able to get something out of a trade for him as he's out of the way. Yeah. Um, no. So, I mean, I, ultimately I, I wouldn't be surprised to see both of those guys on the field. Uh, it, it, it all depends on week to week. This, this team clearly is showing a week to week type of plan as far as who is active and inactive. The, the guys who've been playing um, every week have changed in, in some ways that I wouldn't necessarily have predicted. And I think that's going to be the new prediction is that, is that they're going to use different guys every week. So that, so the ultimate, you know, game day roster isn't going to be the same every week. Uh, so I would not be surprised to see both of those guys getting their opportunities uh, at some point here in the next few weeks. Yeah, no, no, I agree. All right, we'll move on. Hey, when you're out there shopping, and you don't want to go out there shopping, right? Nobody wants to do that. As a matter of fact, you got Halloween coming up, Case, right? And um, you got to give away all that candy. All the little munchkins come running around. You need to get a sexy costume. Yeah, yeah, that too. All the little gobblers come around wanting some food. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You got to feed the gobbler. Anyway, so the kids come around too, and they got their their their, uh, pillowcases wanting some candy. You're going to get that from Amazon. You're not going to go out and fight crowds and deal with... I mean, meat space is the worst space. You don't want to deal with people. They're they're all horrible, and, and it's a terrible place to be that real world. So get your candy from Amazon.com by going first to DetroitLionsPodcast.com and click on the Amazon link. They'll send you over there candy, anything you want, your, your sexy costume. As a matter of fact, get your sexy costume, model it, and send it to Case and I because, you know, Case is looking for someone who can carry a really, really nice costume that he might want to bring for some candy goblin later. Anyway, uh, you head on over to Amazon.com, but do that through DetroitLionsPodcast.com. It's a great way to support the show by doing something you're going to do anyway, but don't buy anything until you go to Peter Von Panda's YouTube channel. Right, Case? Absolutely. We actually had somebody ask us in the subreddit uh, who who to who to go see. So um, hopefully we are getting a, you know some buzz there because he really is an entertaining guy. So yeah, do, do check it out. It's not just product reviews. I mean, there's a lot of great stuff there. Peter Von Pan is a great, funny guy. YouTube.com/slash Peter Von Pan. Check him out. He'll tell you what to buy besides that sexy costume that you're going to picture and send a case. Oh yeah, maybe <laughs> at Amazon. All right, so we've got something coming up here. We got a Detroit Lions team that's uh, heading on the road. They're going to be heading to Miami, bitch, and we're going to cover it in. Around the division. Tell us what you got when the motherfucking <laughs> we got hype we got hype for around the division and let's look, i mean case let's we talked about this a little bit earlier right and we're going to do our game preview and some other stuff we're tying it all in here so around the division is going to be bigger than normal stand back we're not sure quite how big it's going to get but we are in a wide open division right now there is only one other team with a divisional win besides the lions and they also have a loss and a tie in the division we're one and zero right now the division is open it is it is open still. After what happened to the Lions earlier this year, we're in an amazingly decent position for the rest of the season. So all that talk about if we make the playoffs, this shit ain't over. And uh, 
I don't know. Did the bombs Germans bomb Pearl Harbor or something like that? There's, I'm sure there's a reference in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, we're we're one, uh, technically you know 1.5 games back in the division. Um, that's to the it, technically the Bears still uh, in the lead. Well, actually, no. I'm sorry. I I, I will retract that statement. I, I believe that so, now yeah. we are technically one game back in the division from the Bears, uh, who are technically in the lead. Uh, which is weird because I think we're actually 1.5 games back from the Packers and Vikings who are both tied for second place. I, I, this math stuff gets weird. Um, (laughs) only for you, my friend, (laughs) but, uh, we'll, we'll do it the way we normally do it. Uh, we'll start at the bottom here and, and we're actually starting with the Packers again, um, who technically, uh, are in third place i believe whether or not they're in third or second against the vikings it's it's you know i I have to i'd have to get i'd have to get get the you know the specifics they are in third even their own subreddit puts them in third place they have a bye coming up this week which is probably advantageous timing for them because rogers is clearly not you know himself uh on the field for the most part um he was they did pull off a comeback that was reminiscent of some of his past comebacks Mm. uh, against us in that uh he got a little bit of a favorable situation Mm -hmm. given to him Mm -hmm. um (laughs) yeah okay i can agree now (laughs) yeah Uh, also known as a bullshit Uh, call (laughs) i mean i mean he made some great throws on that drive i'm not saying he didn't and he made a good he made a run despite being injured Mm -hmm. Um, they were gifted an opportunity for that to happen uh, by questionable officiating. And, and I can, I cannot blame 49ers fans for feeling a little frustrated by that. Yeah. I heard uh, Glendino saw that and he said, this guy needs a and I'm going to find him and just give him a big fat. <laughs> so uh, look out ref. He's coming for you after that call. So I don't actually have that much to say about the Packers because there isn't, uh, you know, there isn't a lot of news other than they they barely escaped with a win against a, you know, a team missing their their starting quarterback. They struggled um, at home against an injured San Francisco team. Thank you, Jared Sanders, forty four. Um, so that's about that's about all I have to say about that. Yeah, absolutely. This is they should not be hanging their head on anything. They are an in trouble team right now, and I don't know how much to put on. Um, Aaron's injury or not, I don't think it, the injury is as is as um as effective against their winning. I can't think of the word I'm looking for. <laughs> I'm in the wrong business right now. Anyway, <laughs> it, it is a I I think it is a like a factor uh, because I do think that he's not able to do or or not doing as many things outside of the pocket as he normally would do. Okay. Um, so the question for me is, you know, with a week off, how does he come back? Uh, or is this going to be a nagging thing all season? And it almost watch it, watching this game uh, and watching the last couple Packers games, it just feels like there's this inevitable, uh, like he's Crash. not going to make it through the season. No. Um, so maybe, and I might be wrong about that, but it just like watching him, you know, every time he gets hit, he's getting up. Adjusting Clutching the brace, tying his shoe, yeah, you know, so trying to. It just doesn't seem like this is a this isn't this story isn't over. No, no. We'll see and if he makes the season. Can we, besides the meme we talked about earlier, can we also say that this fourth quarter amazingness stuff is bullshit? It was a three point lead that he overcame. They were tied for most of the game or slightly up. It, 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 I'm 
this was not some amazing quarter uh, comeback. This doesn't deserving of, oh, how how does Aaron Rodgers just continue to do it? Uh, F that, okay? He's a great quarterback. I'm not going to deny that by any stretch. But for Christ's sakes, this is when he's great, say he's great. When he's just doing his job, just say he's doing his job because that's what he did. He doesn't need extra coddling and love for a you know what you would expect from just about any decent quarterback in the freaking nfl yeah no i i won't argue okay um Take next team up, on my, yeah next team on my list obviously the vikings um they won against the cardinals which woo <laughs> the cardinals <laughs> actually though no i i watched this game too i watched all three division games and this was not an easy uh, the, win for them the, no it wasn't uh they, they up until they all you need sometimes is one dominant quarter and the Vikings had one dominant quarter in the third quarter where they scored 14 to zero. And that put them up by enough to, to, uh, you know, uh, put the game away, but did through the whole first half, it was not a decided game. And there were a lot of ways that things could have gone the other way on them. Um, so they, they, their defense is as I, you know, kind of expected starting to get back to what it should be. Uh, there's a stat floating around about their, you know, third down stop percentage being on a historical level. Um, of course that, that can be skewed, especially still this early in the season by the actual number of third downs they faced and how our team's doing on first and second down against them, uh, which is another story. But, uh, they, they are getting back to where they are. Um, they did lose their first round pick. Uh, is a lot of people have probably seen this. They, this is the second year in a row that the Vikings have, have lost their first round pick to an ACL tear on the 27 yard line. Uh, so that's <laughs> apparently a curse. The Vikings now have uh, Mike Hughes, their cornerback rookie first round quarterback who wasn't perfect, but was definitely a major part of the rotation. Um, and they'll have to deal with that. And I, I would almost say the impact of them losing him is in some ways similar to the impact of us losing Agnew. Uh, so, you know, both teams losing, uh, you know, a valuable player, if not, you know, the, if not, you know, the most crucial of players. Um, they, 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 I'm going to tell you, this was one of the most satisfying weeks of NFL football that I watched in which the Lions didn't play. Watching these divisional teams struggle was just pure joy for me. It was so yeah. happy. And without the stress of watching the Lions play. You know what I mean? It was it was a good week. It was a good week for me as a fan um to, to watch to watch to watch football. It was awesome. I fear uh if I if I had to make a prediction right now, I'd say the Vikings are probably gonna start stringing together some wins. Um, but they certainly didn't weren't a complete you know, it wasn't a complete dominance this last week against a really bad Arizona Cardinals team. So um, they, they, for all I know, they could, you know, falter on it. So like, I don't want to predict that they're, you know, on track to win the division. But if I, if, if I had to put my life savings on one team to win the, the division right now, it would probably be them because I think they'll probably, uh, but then again, it still comes down to their offensive line and whether or not their offensive line can stay healthy because they can't afford to lose a single guy on that line right now. Yeah. And they if that happens, they're, they they'll they'll collapse real fast. And they got to play in Foxborough. Don't forget about that. They got to play the yeah. Saints still. They got to play us. 
still they got they got a lot of they still got a, a long road to hoe ahead and a no, lot it of division it is not done i'm, and I'm not playing saying in seattle too yeah so so yeah. that'll be they've got a we'll see what happens this season for them all right so let's move on to the the berenstein bears um i want to just if you don't mind if, if can i set it up for you case because yeah, this is just one quick thing i wanted to, wanted to hit um they gave up 380 yards to brock osweiler <laughs> <laughs> This is such a Lions thing to do, right? Remember Matt Flynn? He got a, a giant-ass contract because he, he blew 500 yards against the Lions. Um, this, this, so don't write off Brock Osweiler because we tend to make bad quarterbacks look good historically, and they sign huge contracts and never appear anywhere again. But I don't think we – I think Brock got it out of his system last week <laughs> against the Bears. But um, there was a little bit of a clinic there on how to neutralize Mac. And uh, that was that was an interesting an interesting game to watch. There is so much going on here in this game, and I'll try to keep it as short as I can. And it's relevant specifically to us, obviously, because we're playing Miami this next week. Um, first of all, the weather it was over a hundred degrees, um, and Miami has. I, I would love to go on a rant this right now about uh, how I feel about home field advantages, um, but I'll save it for another day. Uh, but they clearly had the advantage because their, their sideline is in the shade during games and the opposing sideline is not. Mm -hmm. Uh, so the bears were sitting there in the, in the, you know, blazing sun and in over a hundred degree temperatures, something fortunately we shouldn't have to deal with because the weather report looks like it'll be in the mid eighties. Um, it'll still be a hot game and And humid. It'll be humid. Right, right. And hopefully the conditioning that the team has been doing uh, will, that's hopefully that's when it will pay dividends. You wonder if that isn't a carryover from Matt Patricia, you know, spending time going down to Miami every year while he was playing, while he was with the Patriots. Um, But uh, it's that it was Brock Osweiler who uh, has, I think is three and oh against the bears, which is hilarious. Um, But he rarely strings two two good games together in his career, but they're going to try to minimize his impact. And that's how he's going to have a good game. He's going to have a good game in the same way that the bears have been using Mitch Trubisky uh, to have good games in, in that they'll throw short passes and let the receivers and running backs and tight ends uh, do the work for them. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, they, they have good players that can do that. Uh, so it'll be about stopping the skill position players. And, and I, I, you know, I trust our secondary to prevent um, anything down the field. It's, it's our, it's our linebacking core that I wonder, you know, Albert Wilson might get a lot of passes, you know, on short crossing routes that end up, you know, 10, 20 yard gains. And that, that's the kind of thing I fear. Um, and uh, I think, Overall, we match up pretty well against their defense. So I do think that I, I think it is a game we should win. Absolutely. God, as we've seen this year, should and will are mm-hmm. two completely different things. I'm 0-5 in picking the Lions in my Pick'em League. <laughs> because every every game that I expect, uh, but, but you got to give context to that. Where game. where are you placed in your in your pick'em league right now? How are you doing? I'm in second place in my pick'em league. <laughs> so like, good, that and I've won. I've won this pick'em league three out of the last four years. So a guy who tends to be a little pick'em, <laughs> I'm, good at, I'm good at this. I'm good at this. Can't fucking get anything out of the Lions. So I'm picking the Lions this week, which maybe is you know. Uh, against the best interests of the Lions winning. It's your but... first chance. It's your first time you're going to get it right, buddy. Yeah. 
So uh, there's there's a lot going on there in this game uh, that that if you want to watch a game that's interesting for a lot of reasons that that Packer or that excuse me that Dolphins Bears game go back and watch it. Well, and this Lions Dolphins game is going to be interesting too because while it may not be as hot, the humidity is going to be through the roof, and there's like a sixty percent chance of showers. And that you know we haven't seen this team in the wet yet. And they've and got they, some late season games. been bad in in inclement weather games. Yep, and we got um, some late season games. We were at the Packers, at the Bills. Um, those are games that are going to be wet and cold, <laughs> in one one combination of both of those. Um, we we definitely will be interesting to see how does carry on perform here. How 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 does uh, Stafford and uh, the running backs and Galladay and so on perform here? Because. Uh, the offense will have to adjust to that, and uh, it's an opportunity to do that. But th- this kind of heat, this is the stuff that cramps guys up. This is the kind of stuff that makes you want to quit. So if you want to see a team, if a team is given up on their coach, um, this this thick, sticky weather like this is is where you're going to see it. If it's if it's the case, I'm very glad that we get this one after the bye, just given all the things that we've seen. So um, the big storyline for the Lions in this upcoming game against Miami for me is just whether or not Ziggy plays. Yep. Yeah. And, and frankly, if he can stay healthy the rest of the year, because is I saw something, someone said he's gotten like $300,000 a snap this year. I'm not as worried about the money piece at this point. Cause we went in and that, and that's where we're at. You can evaluate it afterward and say, boy, that was a, that was a bad bet. But I think going into this year, everybody thought Ziggy was, he was you finally really healthy. Yeah. You take risks and it was a risk and it so far it hasn't worked out. Doesn't mean it won't long-term. We'll, we'll just have to wait and find out. Yeah, right now the whole consensus on where Ziggy's at. They're the bullshit. That's right. So we'll go. We'll see how he plays, and and hopefully he'll be out for the rest of the year because I, I want to love Ziggy, but it, it's it's getting really hard these days. All right, on that bombshell, we're going to call it a show. Remember, we're looking for your involvement. Uh, use the comments and subreddit to give us your feedback. We love it when you give us the feedback. Those five-star reviews on uh, all the other places are great as well. Also, don't forget about us on Patreon. Join the Patreon crew and support the show. As little as a dollar a month is is much, much appreciated. Gives you access to all the great stuff. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. We're also available on the book face. Facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast. Facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast. And on the Twitter machine at DET Lions podcast. DET Lions podcast. The very best place to see Case. With no pants on. All right. Give us a call via Skype at Detroit Lions Podcast. All one word or on the Lions line at Stafford Blunt Carry On Lions. 929-33 Lions. 929-335-4667. Leave us a message. We'll get you on the show. And be sure to come to DetroitLionsPodcast.com and subscribe to the podcast. That way we can come in your little box automatically. Thank you for tuning in. And we're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast through Detroit Lions and Reddit Connection. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. Hey, Dean Blandino here, and I can tell you unequivocally that call was 100% wrong. This guy needs a... And I'm going to find him and just give him a big fat... (laughs)